Hey kids, this is Yoshi, and this episode of podcast is brought to you by Punk Apparel. Go to punk.co, that's punc.co, and enter promo code YOSHI, Y-O-S-H-I, in all caps, at the checkout for 15% off all items. Punk Apparel accepts all major currencies and offer free worldwide shipping. And the last thing I need to mention to you guys is that um, I've been doing this medical lab job literally as guinea pig, and I haven't got paid from one of the facility. And I'm really angry with them because every time they say they're going to call me back, they don't, and they have not paid me. It's been over 60 days, and they have a history of not paying people. So I really appreciate if you guys go to Yelp to complain. Uh, I also appreciate if you guys go to Business Consumer Alliance and complain about them. So the name of the facility is Stay Well Research, uh, which is located in 8... 18250 Roscoe Boulevard, room 240, Northridge, California. So the address is 18250 Roscoe Boulevard, room 240, Northridge, California. And their number is 866-407-0266. Call them, tell them to pay Yoshi, okay? I appreciate it if you could do that. Number is 866-407-0266. And the company name is Staywell Research. Um... I would appreciate you guys putting pressure on these guys because for five or six months, I literally went there and give them my shit, literally. And they haven't paid me back for my shit. So contact Business Consumer Alliance. And the owner of of the company's name, Jay Udani, J-A-Y space U-D-A-N-I. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know what his background. I know that a lot of the workers were speaking Russian, but give me my money and get the fuck out of Ukraine and give me my money, you scumbag, Jay. And that company code, the number that refers to company to complain, their code is 1000906956. So guys, complain to them, call them, uh, call them to complain about not paying me, 866-407-0266. All right, guys, thanks, and uh, see you guys soon. Bye. You're listening to Oh, Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Hey everyone, um, this is Yosha. I'm in Burbank, and I'm here with Augie T. It's a really <laughs> weird circumstance. What What is this, Augie? You, this is you brought a your... supernatural convention. And what is that? Well, supernatural is like, I think it, they're going on the 10th season. So it's been on TV for a while, but like... For 10 know, years? Yeah. Well, 10 seasons. So I guess 10 years, yeah. Okay. Wait, I don't know anything about seasons and how it's done. All I know is that it's been, been on for a t- long time. Yeah. All I know is when I walked up to this convention, I've been here before for like a monster convention, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein convention and things like that. I just see a banner for Supernatural with the two really dreamy looking right. white guys. That girls and for a moment, crazy. we both lost it. Just yeah. for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I could tell most, most of the people here are women, young women. Mm-hmm. And some men who probably don't want to be here, but they're right. with their family, yeah. like yourself, or yeah, yeah, yeah. boyfriend or husband, uh, uh, their spouse or girlfriend, uh-huh. and uh, maybe a few percentage of gay men. Yeah, of course. That's what it is. Yeah. So 
Uh, we don't have to talk too much because I really don't know anything, but it's really uncomfortable because <laughs> me too, dude. All I know is that you know my daughter, you know, yeah. she's 14 years old. She's into a whole bunch of stuff, you know, like you know cosplay. She loves supernatural. Does she really like cosplay? Yeah. Oh, oh every she... year I dress, I gotta go buy outfits, and you know I try to be the best dad I can to you all are. my children. You know what I mean? Like so. You know, I got two gay sons who like to dress up in cosplay too and it's dress up as girls. Yeah. So like I end up buying, you know, an outfit for three girls yearly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I just sit there and I watch and I just kind of, you know, I'm just amazed that this thing is happening. Well, I, I used to be part of the show called uh, Comedy of Cosplay. Mm -hmm. And we do, we, I work with a guy named Chris Gore and we, you, we do conventions like, of course, the biggest one, San Diego Comic Con yeah. twice. Uh, Dragon Con, Anime Expo in Sacramento, WonderCon, uh, Phoenix Comic Con. You know, we just go. No, no. After so, we after we got through, you know, leaving the Irvine Improv last night, I went yeah. back to my room, and uh, the kids and the wife was up, and she was like, "Oh, let's uh, buy our tickets for Comic Con. You know, the next coming because you know it's all sold out already. So, you know, we bought our tickets. You already bought them for yeah. summer. I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then, the panel. there you go. So you guys gonna come to San Diego Comic Con? Come to San Diego. H have you been to one? Uh, no. Oh my God. See, I hosted the Kauai Con. <laughs> I hosted Kauai Con you have in Honolulu. No idea. In Honolulu, you know, and yeah. I, was it Otake? Was that what is Otake? Otaku. Otaku. Okay, so I was on a panel because I emceed a couple days yeah. for the Hawaii version. Sure. And I did a Otaku. I had no idea about how freaky. <laughs> And how uh, I mean, you know, horny, bro! How horny some of these guys are, you know. That it's it's, it's hard to explain, like because you know, I heard are so many definitions, but to me, otaku simply means like you have this special obsession of one thing, you know, and you just go crazy okay. over it. So but that's another way of saying like perverts hide in the different guys, right? You know? Well, I, you know, sitting in sitting on a panel, I was just tripping out because you know they had you know guys who supposedly now goes. I own you, your mind. I don't care what you're thinking about. I don't care how you feel. You know, I control you. And then the girl's going, no. You know, I don't want a guy who sits around the whole day. And, you know, so it's kind of, it was kind of weird for me. That's a really weird. That's but almost like good, an no, SNM no, 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 bondage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool because now I know what to watch for with the kids. Yeah. You see that? Well, this, I, I'm not joking. I, I, I say this. Uh, in many other podcasts, because I've done, I've been to San Diego Comic Con for years, mm -hmm. or like I don't know, twelve years or something. But um, only way you're gonna catch pervert is it takes another pervert to catch a pervert, right? <laughs> so I know these <laughs> weird tendencies, you know, okay. like you, you you could tell by their body language, the way they're looking at things. So, yeah. um, and you know, like young girls, they're too naive. Right. Problem is sometimes they get good looking and and, and start looking like an adult. But their maturity and uh, world experience, it's, it's, it's not catch up to right. them. So the parents have to be there protecting, right? right like, right. I know I sound serious, but like, I think it's really weird if you send girls under, even 16 and younger, it's really weird that parents will let them wear this provocative superhero sure. outfit, yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, be with them, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because they don't know what, what the ulterior motive of a man, and okay. they, a lot and of we them. perverts, bro. Yeah. We cavemen. But I mean, it's even worse than perverts, like a predator. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, I, uh, I mean, we joke around, and I don't, I don't have a kid, but working adult <laughs> business, I know <laughs> it's insane. So, oh, look, girl, 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 you can be my expert now. Yeah. So whenever there's something like you know that I think 
you know, whether I'm assuming or not, you know, when yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll just call Uncle Yoshi, help me out, bro. I mean, it's just like a tendency, like, you know, like if you like NFL football, mm-hmm. you watch uh, hundreds of hours of tapes sure. and you, you see your opponent's tendencies. So you know already. So I watch porn enough, like I know what perverts <laughs> are thinking. So I, I'm already vi- vigilant, you know. Well, good that I have an expert on my team. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, if you're normal, you, you have these thoughts about any women, right? right? But that's okay. When you cross that line and go beyond that, that's when you you're gonna get your fucking face punched in. Got so, you, bro. Um, so San Diego Comic, I'm I'm concerned. Make sure she's aware of the, all the rules. Uh, not that she's gonna misbehave because I know it's I'm a more. It's like your motorcycle driver. You're not the problem. It's the other drivers, right? right? right, right, right. So your wife and your daughter's not the problem, but. You know everybody else yeah like, like if, if some guy grabs her yeah and what is she gonna do T- tell the police who who grab you a yeah. guy in batman outfit <laughs> which one <laughs> there's five thousand of them yeah. the pervert notes that yeah, you know yeah, right. and you know the venn diagram is like a, in statistics like you have a circle like you have one circle saying these are all people who go to comic-con convention you have another circle where all these guys go to porn convention well there's enough where the circle kind of overlap there's a super pervert who go to porn convention for one specific Com- thing. comic-con yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. um go have fun you know but uh, I, I i gotta tell people like you you have if you decide to let your daughter go they have to, they should go in the group and if they're going to group they still should have some adult with them you know so so that way they could have a good there time. There you go. Advice for all again. Advice for everybody listening that, uh, right now yes. to the podcast. <laughs> oh, by the way, thank you bro, for having me. You know, I'm just, uh, you know. I didn't know uh, it was going to be such a serious podcast. No, 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 no. You know, well, well, you know what I like about your podcast, and I've been listening for a while, is that, you know, you pull a lot of stuff out of people that, you know, normally people don't know much about. Yeah. So I think that's important. You know what I mean? I, I know people... The millions that are listening to your podcast right now don't know nothing about no. me. Few, you know, few thousand. Yeah, well, still a few yeah. thousand is a lot. I mean, last night, you know, we at the Irvine uh, Improv, yeah. and uh, you know, girlfriend boyfriend walked up to you, talked about how you know the the, the podcast had impacted them and how much they miss you and how funny you are. And by the way, oh, on DVD, you yeah. killed last night. Even, I was okay. I even was okay. despite you know being in a brand new room. You know, Friday night late show. He killed. Killed. I get thanks. But you know, um <laughs> I'm not I'm not a reporter a reporter. I can't even say a, a journalist. I just when I meet someone, I'm I'm really curious, you know, and um you know, when you when you're kind enough to tweet to me and then and uh, I talk. It's that was one good thing about, you know, losing job last couple of years. I get to travel and start meeting a lot of people, right? right? And you're definitely one of those guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Augie T is a big TV and radio personality in Hawaii. And you're like a deputy mayor. Like you work with something with a mayor, well, right? Well, I work with one of the mayors. And every island is a mayor. And like oh, I didn't know that. State. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I work for one of the mayors on a big island. Uh, but I've been told that if I ever did run for mayor of something or some, I probably would win, you know? Yeah. Out of uh, just stupidity. Because, you know, uh, obviously, if you watch reports out of Hawaii, you know, we have like the lowest voter turnout. It's because, you know, we live in an island and when we see things over and over again, we just kind of go, ah, them again? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you know, when somebody like me who, 
beloved by community. Correct. And, you know, do good things. People automatically like, hey, you should run for office. Hey, yeah. you should do this. But you know as well as I do, as something that good, no matter how how much you do well or do good things in the community, people still know you as that's the comedian. Right. That's the joker. And, you know, which is cool. I mean, that's, that's the decision we all, you know, wanted to make when we first started you know, jumping on stage, holding in a, holding yeah. a mic and embarrassing ourselves in front of, you know, sometimes 10, hundreds of people. But, uh, you know, there's a side of us that's serious, like when you do your podcast and you're digging things out of people yeah. or... Sometimes you know, serious, something yeah, funny. Yeah, when you're yeah. having conversation, that's a side that nobody ever sees. They just see the clown. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why podcasts is so good. You know, especially coming from, you know, comedians like yourself, Joe Rogan, yeah. Bert. I love listening to those, you know, Mark yeah. Marin. You know, we're funny guys, but then, you know, we also are, you know, we're communicators. So we yeah. know how to talk and we know how, you know, have a, a great conversation, you know. Because, you know, uh, one thing I noticed, even like when I talked to you on the phone, and I was right when I picked you up first time. I mean, I mean, I barely met like 24 hours, right? <laughs> but Augie T is one of those guys when you meet, you feel like, You've known you, I feel like I've known you for a long time. Like, and um, it's, it was a really fun conversation driving yeah. down, you know, because, yeah, I've been to Hawaii probably four or five times, but there's stuff is still a little mysterious to me. Sure, you know? And you yeah, were explaining yeah. to me that. So um, if you don't mind, uh, we'll go back to, you know, amazing book that your daughter has written. Okay. Uh, your family and um, uh, so on. But um, so... You're Filipino, but 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 you're not 100 Filipino. You have a mixed background. Right, right. My dad is 100 Filipino, okay. and my mom is Irish Portuguese. So that mixture makes me look Mexican if I'm yeah. in LA, and you know, uh, very very local Hawaiian in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, you know, I just got awarded like you know some Filipino award for outstanding you know person in the community. Right. And I remember doing my speech a couple weeks ago and going, I remember my first 10 years as a comic, you guys got mad at me because you guys never know that I was Filipino. And then you guys saw my real name and went, oh my God, he's Filipino. How Boom. do you say your last name? Toba. Right. But my real name is Augusto. I oh. use Augie Yoshi because Augusto's too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so, so Sounds like a Roman emperor or <laughs> yeah, something. So, you, know, we, you know, Filipinos... For a long time, I was like, why is he make? Why is he making uh, Filipino jokes? He's not even Filipino. And then I show my ID, and oh my God, why do you use Oge? What kind of name is Oge? Why is don't you right? use Filipino name? Is proud. You're a proud Filipino. You know the thing is, I am Filipino. My mom's Portuguese, but I'm I'm born and raised in Hawaii. I was yeah. raised by you know simple people who work hard, and you know we wasn't rich yeah we lived in uh low-income housing and you know i don't i never wanted to be identified as a race i wanted to be identified as a person yeah so you know for the last 23 years doing comedy you know i was the guy from hawaii yeah because that's who i am you know what i mean i uh so which island did you grow up on i grew up on oahu okay yeah that's and the major island that's where everything happens but is that but that's not the biggest one is it no the big island is the biggest oh, hawaii God. island which i work for during the week i work for mayor billy kino and a big island as but, one but of the, his, the uh, island that you grew up it's, it's it's significant because also the government that's right? where everything yeah okay. that's that's where a million people live in an island okay yeah and everything our commerce everything comes out of a uh, government 
comes out of Oahu. So what, what was it like growing up in that island? Man, you know, I had a, I had a, I grew up poor, but like, you know, when you, when you, I had great parents, very supportive, not the smartest. So they kind of let us, me and my four brothers, kind of go find ourselves. Go study hard. If that's school, if that's what you're going to do, you can do school, study hard. Yeah. If you're going to box, go box. Yeah. You know, work hard at being, but work hard yeah. at doing whatever you do. So was was a nice growing up in that kind of family. What is a household. phrase that salt up the earth? Those kinds of people. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest, hardworking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because we grew up in public housing, and I'm the biggest guy. Yeah. You know, we got bullied a lot, got picked on a lot. And my dad used to make me and my brothers box outside when all the kids would come out from school so that almost like you know give them like uh uh you know give them fears that hey look my kids know how to fight don't mess with my yeah. kids <laughs> but you know that makes sense <laughs> yeah but then, you know that's what he was thinking work you know when yeah. i went to school so you guys can fight and then you know we used to get picked on more so you know there's a. Uh, but were, were you getting discriminated no no it's just you know I, you know, I'm a small dude. People like picking on small dudes. Yeah. Especially when you live in a community that's, you know, a lot of Hawaiians, a lot of Samoans, you know, uh, and uh, a rough neighborhood. When you live in a rough neighborhood and you and your mom is white. Yeah. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, short lady, and your dad's Filipino. <laughs> Trouble. But is, is there really, uh, really 100% indigenous Hawaiian race? There is. They're still there. And, you know, and the Hawaiian movement is... Is thriving now, you know. They, you know, more and more kids are speaking Hawaiian. Do they have like special privilege, like Native American with the res? Well, yeah, you know, there's uh, one of the biggest trusts out of uh, in the in the in the United States, the Bishop Estate Trust. It's like they own land, yeah, you know, all over America and in Hawaii, and it's it's a Hawaiian trust huh. that was um, started by the Queen. So Bishop Estate, you know. That's where right. All the, the last kids. ruler was the queen, yeah. wasn't it, for Hawaii? Well, yeah. the Prince, um, Princess Pauahi Bishop, you know, um, bought land and the yeah. people that invested, you know, invested well all across America. One of the richest estates in the, in America, you know, that's originally owned by uh, a Hawaiian um, uh, royalty. Because I, I, I remember watching Descendant, like, what, three years ago mm -hmm. with uh, George Clooney. And I could never <laughs> say the girl's name, but she's a fantastic actress. Um, it's breathtaking when you look oh, at Hawaii, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we, we, have a, you know, we have a private school over there, Kamehameha, that's mm -hmm. you only can be Hawaiian to be in that school. They go really? That school. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of, you know, people try to come in and say, you know, well, you know, that's, you know, discrimination. But the queen, oh, I'm sorry, the princess that, you know, said that she wanted to create a school. Yeah. That was going because she knew that the blood was going to get thinner and thinner every every year, every century. Sure. And she wanted to make sure that she take care of Hawaiian children. So there's a lot of kids that are Hawaiian that wish they could go to this elite private school, you know. But because. The school's not big enough. They they sit on waiting lists, I see. hoping to get on. But like, there's a lot of people that come in that like, you know, you can't do that. This is America. Well, you know, it's the will of the princess that wanted the school sure. to be, you know, Hawaiian led, and you know, kids, Hawaiian native Hawaiian kids, 
you know, taught good education because she knew eventually Hawaii was going to be taken over or she kind of foresaw it. Yeah. So she wanted to make sure that, you know, she'd take care of Hawaiian kids way beyond, you know, after leaving, you know, the leaving the earth. When I'm say when I say that dying, you know. So. By the way, we're we're in like a courtyard right <laughs> next to the convention, so there's young girls walking by all the time, yeah. and there's yeah. just two creepy uh, color guys <laughs> sitting and doing podcasts. Right. So I mean, they're puzzled too. Yeah. I mean, that's okay, good. But um, we've been looked at all our lives, so who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you're in the projects. You you work really hard, mm-hmm. but um, what were you what were you planning to do like right after like? high school dude i you know i started boxing at like the age of 10 you know i fought all the way until i was like 22 had six professional fights really yeah i wanted to be like you know i won the 85 86 golden gloves in hawaii went to the nationals and i really wanted you know to become a professional fighter yeah you know i and there's news clips of me like back home on oahu you know at news stations talking about i want to make the 19th 80, 80 boxing team. Sure. The 1986, bo- you know, yeah. 1984. Was it every four years? So 1984 um, boxing team. You know, so uh, that was the that was the whole goal. That was the whole goal. Go to college, you know, um, and uh, and box and make money and see the world. And is, is this a dumb question? Like, no. I, I, it seems like. Yes. You Nothing want, is. There's never a dumb question, Yoshi. Just a dumb guy asking the question. Um, I mean, it, it seems like when you watch boxing, like mm-hmm. of course you want to be the guy doing all the hitting, but it seems like sometimes the guy who is champion is the guy who could withstand a lot of the hitting and stand still fight back. You know, because that's of course who doesn't want to hit people. Right. It's, it's the part of getting hit and still going. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's uh, well, admirable. See, and that's why that's why boxing is they call it a sweet science, because even if you're a champion. At any moment. That can be taken away with just one punch. No one is ever. We saw that with Mike Tyson. Yeah. No one ever thought that Mike Tyson would lose. You know what I mean? And when he did. I was shocked when that yeah, happened. Uh, yeah. Think about you know, I thought that but, was on second see, Hiroshima and when that happened why, in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, you know, and that's why boxing to me, you know, I love, I love, you know, watching MMA. But I understand the sport and I love the sport because at any moment, man, yeah. even if you come in as the guy, all it takes is one punch, one bad night. You know, like going on stage. You know, you prepared, but then if the audience is not ready. Or, you know, you're yeah. just not in that mood. You know, you ever get, you ever went to a gig driving there going, oh man, I just not feeling it. And you already lose. You already yeah. lose going there. You know what I mean? No matter how polished the material is, you walk on stage because you just, in your mind, it's that laws of attraction stuff, I think. If you say you're losing already, you don't want to do that, you have that drawn out. Yeah. You're not going to do well. And it's the same thing with boxing, believe it or not. That's why, like, I could. You know, early on doing comedy was fun for me because, you know, I, I felt the same adrenaline, the same rush getting on stage. But you're not getting punched in the face. Not getting punched on the stage. Not getting punched on the face, yeah, on being on stage. But I didn't care if I bombed because I was enjoying it. Yeah. You know, boxers, even if they lose, if they enjoy fighting, guess what they're going to do in two weeks? They're going to fight again. You know, it's the same. I... I it felt good 
You know what I mean? Because I can't, I can't wait till you meet my our on uh, uh, our future, your your future friend Russell Peter. Because he's <laughs> a huge. I mean, he he he's a huge boxing fan. No, no, I see. I watch, I watch, I watch his video. You let him know that I'm a fan. I'm a fan of comedy, man. Yeah. I love, I love watching comedy. I love uh, that that just that that excitement, bro. Like you know, because it's it's hypnotic, you know. It's hypnotic. You're on stage and you're controlling people, you know, for three, 20, 40 minutes. Yeah. You know, you're taking them on one ride and your emotional feelings and your thoughts. Yeah. It's the most, to me, it's the most coolest thing on the planet, man. Yeah, you don't want to be too arrogant because sometimes I meet comedians and like they're too arrogant. <laughs> they're not self-aware. But you don't want to be too negative either. It's really where... You you go like you 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 do you do stand up all the time. You're ready, just calm, and you just go in and just kind of uh, don't rush it. But you could read the audience, you know. But when it goes well, I don't I don't I don't know how to explain that to anyone. That yeah, room full of people laughing, you know. Good feeling, huh? yeah. And yeah. um and of course it's funny. See the the thing is, I always tell people when you're comedian, it really doesn't matter what happened in life. If good things happen, good things happen. If bad thing happened, you could talk about it. So it would be funny. Right. So it's a win-win situation, in my sure. opinion. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not like I never grew up with a dark childhood. You know, I wasn't angry growing up. I was kind of. I, I don't meet too many dark uh, temperament. Yeah, from no, people from Hawaii, dude. I had, like I said, man. You know, besides not having money. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I was. A, I mean, I, was, I just, I just met your wife. And your daughter, they both give me a hug, and I couldn't be sweeter. Like, you know, like when you meet people first time, you don't know what's the procedure. In Europe, it's more automatic etiquette. Like they just come and kiss you in the cheeks. But yeah, 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 yeah. I could yeah. tell right away. Like your your wife and daughters are very sweet people. That's and, uh, that's that's just the Hawaii way of yeah. greeting people. But like, and I know. can't believe my people bomb Hawaii. <laughs> I just can't believe out of all the places. Why didn't they bump Kansas, you know? By the way, that joke, I was, I was telling Oh, it's like, a true story, by oh, the way. that was a great joke. Have you guys ever seen uh, Yoshi's bid on Pearl Harbor? Oh, funny. I was peeing my past. I was in the back dying. Good stuff. Um, so, going, uh, we want to talk more about your family. But so boxing, so you did it. 20, why, why did you stop doing it? Ah, uh, I became a dad. Oh, can you imagine, bro? You're 16 years old. You know you uh, was told already you can get the the scholarship to go to college. Yeah. Because of boxing, you're sitting in your. I and I was telling. I forgot who I was talking to. Ah, probably it was the mayor of the Big Island. We we're having a long conversation because the Big Island of Hawaii is the bigger. Is, you know, just as big as Rhode Island, and sometimes we have to. You know, drive from one end to the other end on our work day, and we were having a conversation. And I was saying, "Can you imagine, your 16 year old kid, your life is going excellent. You just beat men fighting in the Golden Gloves. You see yourself, you know, maybe even Olympic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dreaming? Oh, you know. And I enjoyed school, you know. So I sat there, man, and I was like all fired up. And then I get this. But you, you know, were enjoying too much, weren't you? <laughs> I was being an idiot. You <laughs> Not an I mean? idiot. I mean, well, that's what teenage but see, boys even do. That, like, even that. I mean, and I, when I say idiot, you know, you do things that are dumb sometimes yeah. that you, 
you regret, but then, you know, things happen and you got to work with what you have. You know, that's the cards that was dealt. You know what I mean? And I sit there and I, you know, I, and, you know, you get told that you can be a dad. Now you got to go tell your father who, you know, is hoping the best for you, your mom. Well, so what? So you know what so, happened, so, dude? So what, what would your parents' reaction oh, to My now? mom lost it. Oh, no. You got to understand, man. You know, I have an older brother yeah. who's half Korean, by the way. Oh, he Care for my dad's first marriage, right? And he has the same temperament. Like, like how you talk about how Koreans being, you know, very <laughs> upset and mad. Yeah. So my brother has that, and he has the Filipino blood, yeah. right? So my brother's so in and could, out of jail. He, He's in and out of jail, juvenile homes. Oh, really? So, like, you know, and just like, you know, any... any Hey, what's up? How I see people coming by saying hi. Aggie T. <laughs> okay, so you can imagine now my dad, you know, he wants his kids to excel. And he's watching my brother goes going in and out of jail, juvenile hall, later on prison. Yeah. And then, you know, he see his other son, the next one, which is myself, my, me. Yeah. You know, doing, you know, doing pretty cool stuff. Yeah. You know, doing great in school. Winning the Golden Gloves at 16, outstanding fight of the tournament. What can you excuse me? What does that mean, Golden Glove? I was uh, like, Golden Gloves is like one of the elite tournaments that you can win, you know, as a boxer. Okay. So I won the Golden Gloves for my state. Oh wow! And then I got to represent my state in the national Golden Gloves. And if you make it to, you know, uh, the qualifying rounds, now you're ranked, you know. In the entire world, I see. You know, out of like fifty fighters from all. So over let's the be country. honest. You were like a hot shit, like when you're boxing, right? And I. It was fun. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yoshi. Yeah, yeah, that was was awesome. Don't be man. don't be uh, Manny Pacquiao and be modest. No, it was no, it was good, man. I you know I uh, I was young and yeah. it was exciting. I was seeing things that I've never seen before. You know, got and, to and, and, and that's a empowering to know that just by a bare fist you could just knock somebody out. I mean, let's be I honest. Think anybody a, can. I think anybody. I, I don't know about everyone. No, I think I think anybody can. On a, you know, it like, it. it of course, it's you know, being dedicated to your sport training. Sure. I think anybody that's dedicated to anything, they'll spend time, you know, um, nurturing their their sport, their sure. craft. They can be amazing. Because um, uh, through Russell Peters, I became friends with uh, uh, Vernon Forrest. Yeah. And his hands were like, what? Is, what do you call those uh, Stradivarius uh, violins? Like they were like, not, they were not. They're just like quick. They're weapon, Bad. man. <laughs> yeah, I could just tell. Like these are like a lethal weapon. You know, he should have a license for them because the way he, the, even just by the, it was stands and yeah, I could tell. And he was he, he was can, a, he I, was I a very gentle, nice guy. And I can I can teach you the correct way to f throw a punch. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. It, any, I can I can teach you that. It's whether or not you want to take it and like really, like work at it. Sure. You know what I mean? Because you know boxing, it is it, you know, it is a ta like stand up. Not anybody can be the top stand up, but sure. anybody can go on stage with the, with the balls and and say something. We see it weekly, you know, yeah. and, and open mics. But if you really want to work at it, you want to be the best at it. You gotta like, you know, you gotta work hard, and you gotta, you know, get up and get up on stage as much as you can. You know, work on your craft, and I, I even failing. Yeah. You know, even failing. That's what drives anybody. You know what I mean?
is, is, can you learn if you when you're a boxer and you, when you lose, can you actually learn something from that? Yeah, of course. So it did. I did early on. You know, uh, my last fight, I got knocked down, and I realized that was it. Was that your wife knocking you out? <laughs> Maybe my first one. <laughs> she was kind of tough. But uh, no, no. I know that I wasn't putting my whole dedication yeah. into training. And I was just doing it to make money. And, you know, I fought this awkward guy. And I spotted. What kind of guy? He, he was awkward in the oh. way he fought. You know, and uh, he was a lot heavier than me. But I did it because I needed the cash. Went in the ring. You know, I won outboxing him. Yeah. But then I got hit. Like, you know, saying all it takes is one. Yeah. You know, and my dad, you know, for almost five years of my life, he had, he had it on VHS tape. Whenever my uncles would come over, you guys like, see something funny. Ah, you know, in the middle oh, of the. No. <laughs> and he would slip the tape you. in and show, me to show my uncle, my family members how I fell. And, dude, it was so embarrassing because I got hit. And I, mind you, Yoshi, I've never got knocked down before. So this guy hit me on the top of my head. And is that legal? Well, I got, I slipped and he's hit, he hit me. Yeah. Oh, I see. It wasn't like he purposely was yeah. trying to, yeah, I slipped and he got hit me and then I, I went down and I tried coming back up, fell down again. Now I survived the fight. Yeah. We went the distance, but my dad used to love like, you know, just for like rev me up. You know, you see me, you like see something funny and would run the tape and my uncles would sit there and laugh. Oh my yeah. God. Like watching a funny comedy show. Watch this, watch this. Look, look the way you're falling. <laughs> did, did anyone that you started with become like a big boxing? Uh, oh, a whole bunch of them. I think a couple guys that I that I fought in the amateurs went on to become uh, road champions. Uh, one of them was, uh, gosh, ugh, his name is, he's a Mexican fighter that fought 106 pounds. He, he was, was training in Hawaii? No, no, no. From we fought in the amateurs. Okay. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, there's a couple of guys. A couple of guys that went on and became successful uh, professional fighters. Am I stereotyping or am I just racist? Like, uh, you don't see too many Jewish fighters. Like, it, it seems like there's a lot of black fighters, obviously. Latinos are great. Mm -hmm. I guess some white. I guess the, the, know, the heavyweights, like dude, the Russian, the, too, your you opinion, brother. In the amateurs, in the amateurs, we go to amateur tournaments. Some of the toughest guys were from, like, Rocky Mountain. Yeah. The Rocky, <laughs> you know, these rednecks. Coming in, yeah, and there are some of the toughest guys, man. You know, yeah, you know, majority of the, you know, the, the champions are, you know, either from, you know, Asia, really, you know, African American. Well, yeah, in the lighter weights, yeah. in the lighter weights, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so, yeah. But the heavyweights dominated by those it's, two. It's easy to stereotype because that's what we see. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, I think there are a bunch of great fighters throughout the, you know, ages. There were of a uh, different uh, ethnicity and, and we'll, we'll move up past boxing but long, i do want <laughs> i do want to ask you this because um do you think there's ever going to be a fight between mayweather and uh, uh manny pacquiao i hope not why do you say i that? don't want to see it it's not gonna be the same as it would have been you know five years ago i think manny lost his step i think uh uh Mayweather. Um, I gotta say, if they're fighting now, I, I gotta put money on Mayweather. Yeah, he, he's un, almost unhittable. That guy. Well, you know, his uh, his. Uh, it's not a fun fighting style. Know, he's a great. He's a great defensive fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's incredible. a great counter puncher. So, 
like you see you see what happened with Manny, you know, when he got knocked down, he yeah. left himself open coming in. Yeah. And took an overhand, you know, left. Was it a left? Yeah, yeah. took an overhand. No, sorry, took an overhand right. Yeah. And he walked ran into uh Marquez's punch. Uh, and I thought he watch, was dead dude, a second. If you watch, did you watch the whole leading up to that yeah. stuff? Marquez was working on that punch. You could tell? Yeah. That overhand right, he knew at some point Manny's gonna come charging in with his hands down and get conked. You know what I mean? And when I saw that, and you go back and you watch, you know, like how weeks leading up to the yeah. fight, HBO watch. He was working on that overhand right. Because he knew at some point, Manny gonna walk, come running in, you know, and lodging, lodging in yeah. with his hands down. Because he comes in and he and he throws in flurries, but his hands are down. You go fight somebody like Mayweather, man. You gotta be in your prime, yeah. top shape. That's why I think you know maybe five years ago, maybe when Manny was like in top shape, the prime. He could maybe withstand getting hit, but like. For me, man, you get a hit. You get hit when when hit like that, and it takes a lot. Takes think about it. If you bomb, right? Yeah. The insecurities the driving home. Yeah. You know, as a yeah. young comic, sometimes tells you, "Hey, I don't want to go back next week." Like, nah, I don't, I don't need to do open mic. You start questioning yourself, yeah. and that's what happens, man. When you get hit like that, sure. Oh. Takes a lot to come back. You're not I mean, the same. I mean, the way he got hit. If I was Mayweather and I'm a betting man, I would fight him right now, make all the money, and leave on top. And I think I think Pacquiao knows that too, because Pacquiao is a guy that loves to just fight, mm -hmm. win or lose. Eh. But I'm gonna go home with tons of money, tons of Yoshi, Yoshi, that guy. What? What? what you know, it, buy it, an island. Well, buy an island money. <laughs> What do you think uh, Manny have to do to have a chance of beating the guy? I don't, I, you know, honestly, man, it's just, again, it, with boxing, sometimes all it takes is one punch. But if I'm the betting man, if I'm the betting man, I got to go with Mayweather because of where he's at skill-wise and, and the way I, unless Manny. I like Manny, but I, me I, too. I, hey. I, 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 I agree with you. That's, that's, you know, I don't know a lot, but like, I've been reading a lot about it and it just seems like. Well, he doesn't have that step. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that knockout never helped. And the loss before that and, you know, his personal issues, you know, at home. Yeah. You know, that takes a lot on a man. So, uh, you know, you look at Mayweather, man, confident, still young, still strong, you know, so. It's because it Does it take one punch? Yeah. Yeah, because it only takes... Once everyone realized Mike could be beaten, that you know, people start thinking, "I can beat this guy." I mean, he can be beaten because you know, like Michael Jordan at the peak of his career, like everybody was like glad they went to the final, but they didn't think they're gonna win. Right. They just figure there's no way you could beat this guy. Yeah, yeah. But once he got beaten, I think everyone have. But yeah. I don't even remember last time Mayweather got beaten. I don't even remember that. It's, it's got to have been long. Never. No, he's never, he's never lost. He's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's he's why. He's the man right now. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's like everything. It's like, remember watching Rocky? Yeah. Watching those Rocky movies when he fought the Russian. As soon as he cut the guy, he realized he's, oh, he's human. Yeah. You know? But, you know, that's, that's, you know, and on can contrary, can he take one punch? Can he take one punch? But you know, I don't bet. I don't like to bet. Yeah. You know, but if I, 
had to bet and yeah. I had to put money down because I can. Yeah. I would definitely have to go with Mayweather. Only, like I said, I love Manny. Like you, like a lot of people listening. I don't know a lot of Filipinos going, oh, wow, well, are you Filipino? Yeah, I'm Filipino, but like, you know, I don't like nobody get hurt. Yeah. You know, maybe you should have done that 10 years ago. And I think that's part of the reason why Mayweather said, hey, hold on. Yeah. You know, because I think he questioned you know, his ability to even beat him. You know, it, it is, it is, man, a lot of the fights are won outside of the ring. Yeah. Mike oh, Tyson there's a lot of mental that. games going oh, on. Just like, that's why I love comedy. Yeah. People don't understand that. You know what I mean? Losing on a stage, bombing, just fuels me for the next time. Because I know I'm not injured. You know what I mean? I know that I'm funny and it was just a bad night. It's, I don't blame it, the audience. Yeah, it was a bad night for me. Um, I mean, there's times maybe audience something to do with, but uh, the, most of the time it's something that you probably did, and, or they misunderstand you. But it's it's one little called deaf ears. Like mm. guys who are bombing or women who are bombing, but they think they hear laughter. <laughs> See, if, if, if bombing is bad enough, but if you don't even know you're bombing, that's oh a God. problem. So, how many guys you know do that? A lot in LA. <laughs> A lot, there's a lot, because there's a lot of people trying to make an entertainment business in LA. They have no business in stand up, but but that's the cheapest way to get into the business, right? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think you know, I, at my you know at my where I'm at, like personally, I you know I've always been thankful that people pay money for hear you talk shit about your life, you know, and uh, so yeah. I think early on I just kind of accepted that man you should be thankful you know what i mean and yeah. if you get eight there's you know 80 800 you bust your ass and you put on the show because you know people pay money you know absolutely so so the, i think that 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 work ethic really helped me in this business now you know what i mean even with dealings you know because it is a lot of the stuff happens you know outside of the ring outside of the stage you know, picking the right people to manage you, picking, you know, uh, choosing your path on what you're sure. going to do. And, you know, and then early on, I knew that I wasn't going to go national. I mean, you know, I had to hear growing up that, uh, oh, why do you speak that way? Your pigeon is so thick. You know, in order to make it in this world, you have to speak perfectly good English. Yeah. And I never like, you know, I like being Augie. I'm Augie from Kalihi. You know, nothing wrong with that. And, 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 and if most of the comedians in the North America, if they've been honest, would they rather be a principal, whatever that means? <laughs> but they're living with your mom or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, shut up, you know, just um, um, just work and uh, yeah. Yeah, do your thing. You enjoy, know? enjoy, enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? If it if it all ends tomorrow, can you tell a good story? Yeah. You know? And I have lots of great stories. You know? So you went from boxing, uh, your girlfriend got pregnant. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what what was the transition like? When did you decide Tough. to do stand-up? Oh, well, it was I was uh, I worked at a medical center for 16 years. You know, from like... Oh, my God, you're so Filipino. Dude, I went, you know, I, went, oh I started God. as, you know, the food service guy yeah. delivering the, the trays to the patient. Yeah. And as soon as I graduated from high school, I took a housekeeping job with benefits. Mind you, bro, minimum wage at that time was 315 
But Jesus. I was already making like double that working in the hospital with benefits. Yeah. So I was making more than my dad. And my dad was working for the county of Honolulu as a rubbish man. So at 18, you know, I, I, uh, I got my own house because yeah. I had a steady job, I had yeah. credit. And I rode the bus from Waianae, that's the west side of the island, country, yeah. to town every single day. And I would watch the people in the bus. That's where I wrote a lot of my comedy, just listening to people's conversation. Sure. Uh, all the characters in the, in the bus. But like, I saw myself as those guys in the bus one day, like, yeah. and I went, "Fuck that!" I wasn't fucking born to, you know, do this. Yeah. You know, do I love my, my family? Yeah, but this is not what I was meant to be. Running on a bus, 18, 19 years old, going to a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we all have dreams growing up. We all have dreams of, you know, doing some amazing things. Whether it's robbing a bank, you know, <laughs> you know, being the bully or becoming president of the yeah. United States. My goal wasn't Who to... Who have to be from Hawaii. Right. And my goal wasn't to be riding on bus. Yeah. Going to work every day. So how, do you, how, do you, how did you find a place to do comedy? I, uh, I went and I, uh, I went... Like most, I think like most comics is, you know, you go and you search out who's doing stuff. I was a fan of comedy, like, I was in fourth grade. Yeah. You know, I saw a comic open for Yvonne Element. You know Yvonne Element? No. If I can't help you, I don't want nobody, baby. That's <laughs> My auntie took me to a, a concert and yeah. a comedian open, Andy Bumatai. And I was there in the audience and I was like, that, that's, that's what I like being. Yeah. That's what I like be when I grow up. And then I started listening to all the Hawaiian comics albums and I started mimicking. Yeah. And I would go and do talent shows, you know, in the in my intermediate and yeah. high school. And then uh you know, I uh there was an open mic at a, in a Waikiki uh club, the Honolulu Comedy Club, and I uh signed up and I, I was told to do five minutes. Yeah. And went on. Did my five minutes, walked off the stage. The Jewish owner was like, I don't understand anything you said, but you made some people laugh. I want you to come back on the weekends because a lot of the local people come out to our yeah. clubs. I want you to host Fridays, Saturdays. I was like, yeah, how much yeah. are I getting paid? $20 or 20 bucks. I can take in my gas from where I live. Yeah. But I did it. You know, and... Uh, you know, in the beginning, there were like, you know, maybe three other local comics that was starting out. Paul Gata, who yeah, you know. Yeah, I know Paul. Kento, who's out of Vegas now doing comedy. And uh, this guy, Borvine, and myself. Kento, is he Japanese? Japanese, yeah. Japanese-American. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know there's a guy in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, those guys saw me do comedy for the first time. So they'll tell you that I yeah. came in, you know, aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm going to be the new local comic yeah you know because they were all doing mainstream stuff you know because they're catering to the tourists i was like fuck the tourists they're gonna enjoy me yeah i'm not gonna change for them because you know they're gonna leave i don't care if they yeah. leave but like i'm gonna do my type of comedy yeah. that was hawaii comedy you know what i mean and how long how long did it take before like oh i could i could make a living out of this Ooh, i tell people i, st I never stopped making money to like maybe maybe 12 years ago 
12. So it's almost 23 years doing yeah. comedy now. But like I really started making money uh, in 12 years. And and I know you were headlining everywhere in Hawaii, but uh, when did you make the transition to like in the radio show? Okay, so what happened was uh, my partner at one time, because I mentioned your name, I don't know who I mentioned, but I, they're from Hawaii. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, I know Agitita. Oh, we know, we love Agiti. <laughs> the radio guy. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was, uh, my partner at the time, Lanai, his partner left. Yeah, and like, hey, why don't you come hang out with me? You know, how much I getting paid? You're not getting paid. You get CDs, but like, I I knew like if I did radio, then people know that I'm the comic guy. Yeah. Because I'm a comic first before radio, you know, and uh, what happened was, you know, we became like the number one show at night. Is that right? Yeah. When was this? When did it was like maybe 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. shit. We was killing it, bro. Yeah. With the number one radio show at night. and then which, which station do you work now? I work for, uh, right now I work for 931 The Paina. You can log on to... 93.1 The Paina, spelled D-A-P-A-I-N-A, and I'm on every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. What does that mean? The Paina? Yeah. Party, the party. Oh. Yeah, yeah, It yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, part yeah. of a women's, <laughs> <laughs> which is a party. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know what I mean? Like, you know, couple, you know, so we did radio for a lot, a lot uh, at night, and then we moved to mornings, Maybe, maybe the 10. morning zoo for those of you, especially in the North America, that's the biggest. Yeah, thing, that's right? where you make money. Yeah. So we we started a island and reggae station on Oahu, and that shot to number one within a year. It was last Damn. place, you know. We did morning radio, shot it, went to number one, and the comedy. Well, that's be a good feeling, right? This is something that you turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and 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 the thing is, like, we kind of knew because. All the guys they were listening to us in high school are now adults. Yeah. So what a perfect match. Let's go do morning radio and you know, make some money. And uh it it helped with the comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's you know, that's how it kinda all took off. And then I did a DVD maybe ten years ago because I wanted my little um my little uh business card for locals that live on the mainland. Right. So what I did was I went to uh, the state office to find out where all the Hawaiians move because when they move, we know they, where they're living because, you know, they put down citizen for, yeah. yeah. So what I did was I get, oh, get people, get 80,000 Hawaiians live in Vegas. Yeah. Ooh, there's 44,000 live in Texas. Ooh. So all I did was I just went to places where the Hawaiians, are Hawaiians live. So what's what's the if you don't mind telling me like like I don't know top five or top ten places in North America where Hawaiians are at? Where's Vegas, number one? Vegas. Vegas number one. Right. What's the night island? They call it the night island because <laughs> people in Hawaii love to gamble. Oh, that's the Asian oh, part. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Filipinos, the Japanese, the yeah. Chinese. Ooh, gamble. I didn't, so I never, I never knew there was a lot of Hawaiian there. Yeah, Las Vegas, something like hundred thousand now. Yeah, six at one time, six million dollars was coming out of Hawaii every day that went to Vegas. People from Hawaii going, and uh, I don't know how much they would spend, yeah. but six million a day come out of Hawaii to Vegas. 
I heard the rumor. I don't know if this is true, but for years, Vegas fought uh, Hawaii to get a casino. Yeah, because of course we wanted. Yeah, because that would be they oh. would, the Asians will never go to Vegas. Then hurt. They would, would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So they you should know. have a uh, Vegas casino for God's sake. I don't know. There's a lot of you know. I think we should do a lottery to help our education system. I don't know about casinos. You know, I think we. You know, there's a there's a market. Where, where people that come, they want to, you know, come to Hawaii because they want to enjoy, you know, you say not that, just Waikiki. You say that way till somebody say, hey, Augie T Casino. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I like, no, Every I slot like, machine, I like, funny, you know, funny, hey, funny. I like <laughs> development and I like, you know, uh, the fact that we live in an island and we can keep developing, building yeah. new things because people got to work. But I think having a casino in Hawaii would hurt. Only because, only yeah, because, right. yeah. Is a whole, you look at look what's happening with all the Indian reservations. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, people come to Hawaii because they wanna feel and see what we're all about. You know what I mean? People know people fall in love because of the culture, because of the land. You know, they're not gonna fall in love because casinos, they're not True. gonna fall in love because of the building or Waikiki. They fall in love because, you know, uh there are a lot of genuine people that yeah. live in Hawaii, man. I, I have to say I have to say, I still have a very soft spot for Hawaii because, you know, my parents are separated. They got back, and that was the last last big trip that we took. And we flew into Hawaii in summer of 79. Mm. And I thought, oh, okay, everything's good again that the, my parents had got together. And, of course, my grandmother passed away in 1980, and my mom finally made a decision to get divorced. But that summer of 79, yeah, I can't think any particular year that made me happy like that. You know, you're 10 and like uh, that family getting together and all that stuff. And boy, the food was excellent. The, the, the <laughs> just just the air and was still, so clean. Still, I mean. You know, it was just a beautiful place. I don't know that statue of the king or. Kamehameha. Oh, man. That, you know, last time I saw it was 79. But man, that that pro that and actually going to Pearl Harbor, that joke you were laughing at. <laughs> It was like the peak of my childhood. Well, I know you're coming back in September, so when you come back, yeah, you know, because what you did for me last night by letting me hang out and it's taking me away deal. from my family, yeah. because you know, I like I said, I'm a fan of comedy, and you know, you reached out to me, and you know, we we made the connection, which is cool because there's a brotherhood, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so, a, that's a how. But you know what's so fair? Here's this uh, uh, convention for supernatural, but. Us being here, it's unnatural. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's like, because two dreamy white guys and all those girls are going crazy. Like, what? What the fuck? Because like, I went to Hello Kitty convention last weekend. That Hello was Kitty. really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's even worse. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like a lot of the women here, pretty. You see them? They dressed up like you know, all over from Norway. Is that I met right? somebody from Norway last night. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely going to check it out, read about it. I'm going to give you my pass so you can go in and check it out. I'm sitting in the second row. We got like prime seats. My daughter's going to be like, thank you. You know, she's going to be drooling over yeah. those guys that I don't know. You know, I don't know nothing about. So, um, Augie, you work really hard, very successful radio, uh, stand up. And uh, you you actually know one of my mutual friends, Kermit Appeal. I love Kermit. It's just Hawaiian people are just nice people, man. <laughs> Just always sunny. They take their sunniness everywhere. Um, uh, oh, oh. Uh, so um, I, I'm gonna go back to your friend. Um, Vegas number one. Where else in North America? I'm really curious so, about this. Okay, so Vegas. Yeah. San Diego. That San Diego Las makes sense. 
lot of lot of locals live out in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, Washington State. Washington State. A lot of people Washington State. Uh, Arizona. Is it Phoenix? Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. You know, even um, was that uh, Tucson? Yeah. And in Los Angeles. And, yeah. and why? Oregon. Oregon too. I mean, look, look at look the Heisman Trophy. Probably the Heisman Trophy winner this the year. The quarterback Marcus for University Mariota of Oregon. Is from yeah. Hawaii. How do you say his name? Moriota. Man. So you thought it was Japanese? Uh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought, but I looked at him like. He's <laughs> someone. <laughs> well, he's half half, you know. Man, if you, if you, if you like NFL, you got to worship the Samoa Tongan people, man. Oh, yeah. They, they have contributed so much. My friend Tanner Manu, he's half Samoan, half uh, Hawaiian and Mormon. Mm-hmm. But he used to walk around the house with lava lava. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just the Polynesian people. Tanner's dad actually built the, the Polynesian Museum in uh, Hawaii. Oh, okay. When he was a young guy. And the, uh, that's where Elvis made a movie, right? Right, uh, the yeah, Polynesian yeah. Culture Center. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I would like to check it out. Uh, my friend Stan Ching, Chinese-American friend of mine, uh, captain for FedEx, pilot, his friend John Carlson, white guy living in Japan, um, they said they were going to do a marathon next year. I kind of joking, so I will do it. Now I got to do it. Yeah, you know, you know? do it. Well, not that, but like you come over and uh, I'll, I'll take you to go see the real Hawaii. Yeah, I would love some that. Really good food. You'll love it, bro. You know, it'll be good fun. So yeah, I will. I would love to uh, check out next time when you come back and do shows over here. You know, maybe I could do a few minutes on <laughs> yeah, the <yeah>. show. <laughs> two you minutes. Do, two minutes on my do clean, clean act. comedy, right? Yeah, you know. I might, you know, you know, when we hanging out, we talking story, you know, you know, I'll cuss a little here and there, but on stage, I oh, mean, yeah. absolutely clean. Yeah. I, I tell you a story. When I didn't, I wanted to be the Eddie Murphy of Hawaii. Okay, so so take, so take this out. By the way, I'm glad you said that because we're about the same age. Yeah. Nobody dominated comedy like Eddie Murphy in yeah. the 80s. I love. I mean, oh. Who doesn't like? You know, people Remember talk. Sinbad, the first Sinbad. Yeah. The first Damon Williams. Damon Wayans, Damon yeah. Wayans, the first Damon Wayans yeah. in the in the in the eighties. Come on, George Carlin. Oh my God. You know, a lot of them, a lot of the guys, you know, influenced you know me and you know a whole bunch of generation of sure. comics. But but like I tell you, I wanted to be the, the Eddie Murphy of Hawaii. Yeah. But because someone told me that I had to be clean, uh, and I wasn't gonna make money, I kind of stick That's to that. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyway. I was doing comedy uh, at this club on Nimitz. When yeah. you go to Hawaii, there's a main stretch of freeway called Nimitz Highway. And at one time, they were going to put... Name after the general, right? Yeah. yeah. They are going to put like uh, a whole bunch of brothels and uh, Ginza places for people to go drink. That was going to make that, that area because there's different areas You got my Hawaii. attention when you yeah, said yeah, brothel. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was going to do like... They was going to do like, you know, Chinese, yeah. Japanese bars and, you know, touchy-touchy bars. Yeah. Strip. They was going to make it in one area. So when I first started out, uh, this guy offered me to do 50 bucks every Friday night. So I would go in at 9 o'clock after a band that sold out the place. And I would come in like, oh, where are you guys going? Stay. You know, I, I can tell some jokes. <laughs> but nobody would stay. Like eight or nine people yeah. weekly. But one of the guys that used to come out was uh, Pat Marita. You know You're the Karate Kid? Me. Of course. Yeah, the karate Kid used to like... He used to like they go, used to call him Hip Nip. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. So he used to like drinking. He used to love drinking in those bars. So wait, he what, year, in, wait, 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 what year was this when you met him? Oh, gosh. This is when I first started. So you're looking at maybe 
94. Oh my god, I wish I would have yeah. met him because I love Karate Dude, Kid. And he's so nasty. He, what? Oh, you ever seen him do comedy? Uh, I heard it was dirty, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so nothing like how we see on TV, yeah. right? Okay, so he watching me do comedy, he's drinking, so he tells me, hey, you funny, but I like you be yourself. I dare you. Only get like eight people. Just let it come out. So I'm, I'm, I'm sharing a story because one of the lessons that I learned was that I was overdoing it. And of course, my comedy is hacky because I live in Hawaii. Yeah. We tease the stereotypes because we know the stereotypes. Sure. Hawaii, you know, in, on the mainland, you know, you, you, there's just Asians. But in yeah. Hawaii, I know exactly what nationality you are. And we stereotype every nationality. Sure. So the comedy can be a bit hacky, but that's okay. Because the whole thing is if I can make you laugh and I'm entertaining you, yeah. then I win. I don't care what you think about me and you think my comedy is hacky. Sure. Who cares? Anyway. So he goes, I don't feel like you, you know, your true self is coming. Just for a moment, bro. Just give me, give me the real Augie on stage. <laughs> he gonna love this Joshi. Promise. So, so Miyagi sounds giving this uh, comedy about yeah. giving me advice. He's drinking in the back. Nobody knows he's sitting back there because yeah. his club was dark. It was a touchy touchy kind of bar. You know, when the girls come out, they sit down next to you. So was they, he drunk? No, he's, he's drinking beer, yeah. you know. But so he's sitting. There's eight people in the audience. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi's in the back. You cannot. I don't see who's coming in. Yeah. Right. My uncle and my dad comes in. Okay. Okay. My dad, who I told you, you know, very prideful. Yeah. Like, why are you gonna embarrass our family? Because oh, what he no. did. Yeah. So <laughs> he see me. He's on stage watching me talk about. Funny did you Did you know he was there? No. Oh. He's he. I'm talking about banging. I'm talking about, <laughs> yes. I'm talking, I'm talking, dude, the eight people that was there at that show, I yeah. think my friend Kalani was there, saw a magical night because they saw the real Augie, like how you yeah. and I talk. And, and they course, were laughing hard, right? Yeah, and of course, I learned how to do that clean, yeah. but in the beginning, I, you know, I had no idea. Yeah. All I want, all I all I knew was like, oh, I get to fucking be Augie, right? So I'm talking about fucking banging. Yeah. I'm talking about everything under the sun. Yeah. I think I even had like, a rape joke in there too. <laughs> no. Yeah, because you know how when you just yeah, you know. Anyway, long story short, bro, my dad walks up on stage. When you're on stage, yeah, with the eight people, and he's cussing me out. The guy who's telling me I can't not to cuss. It. Yeah, he's like, you fucking kid, what the fuck you think you're doing? Embarrassing our family, like you fuck, get the fuck off the stage. I'm, I'm on stage going, dad, I'm fucking 32 years old. Yeah. I'm 32, dad. Okay, you fucking 32. Get the fuck off the stage. You embarrass our family. Like My uncle is laughing his ass As off, right? Yeah. And in the back, you could hear Miyagi-san just die. <laughs> and then soon after that, you know, uh, we have friends, mutual friends, you know, and, you know, it's like, hey, uh, Pat is at the bar. Come over. Uh, but I love Pat Marina. Away. He passed away on the mainland. So... Was is that, that the last time you you saw him, or did you see him other times? Oh, you know, I, you know, like, hey, man, how you? And he would see, he would see that I was doing well yeah. in Hawaii, and he like, good, you doing, you're doing good. I said, yeah, you know, but I I always tell that story because that's the that's the first time it felt good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that was the last time because ever since that, I always feel like you know my dad could be 
in the audience and <laughs> yeah. every moment walking on stage. Can you imagine, dude? My dad was drunk too. It was classic. I was like, you swearing at me? You telling me not to swear? You swearing at me? So everybody in the front thought it was made up. You know how guys go, oh, you made that up? That was pure, hundred percent real. And uh, the owner of the bar gave him my fifty bucks and said he come back, you know, weekly. And he said that had to be Isaac Hokama, who was the owner of the club. Isaac, if you're listening, uh, thank you for that opportunity because I wouldn't have found my voice. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to those challenges of like, you know, you, you go there weekly and only get eight people. You know, you get discouraged. Sure. Never have open mic. You know, you live in Hawaii. What's open mic? You had to find a venue that was going to allow you to do comedy. Sure. So when I first started off, you know, there's me, Paul, Kento, a couple other guys. Fantastic but if he wasn't, Yeah, but if he wasn't part of that Honolulu Comedy Club, you had to go find other places to go work. And never have open mic. So you created your own open mic. Got it. Yeah. I, I never knew you knew Pam Marina because yeah, I, I, I got to tell you. Fuck that. When that movie came out in 84, 85, it was huge. I, yeah. I, I really, it really, it's, it's, it really is generally a great movie. And uh, Pam Marina, you know, I'm sure he went, I know he went through a lot of bullshit in World War II, you know. Can you imagine and, that, bro? Oh. Can you imagine being Japanese American in World War Two? It's it's just, uh, and you know, sad thing is Japanese in Japan didn't give a shit about Japanese Americans, really, you know. So, yeah, but I I I was really happy for him because I remember from Happy Days. Remember that he was like <laughs> Arnold. Oh no, no, he owned Arnold's, right? Yeah. <laughs> and his manners always made me funny, you know. But um, this is what makes me sad about like. Uh, Asian people in entertainment because quite often the only way they get uh, spotlights if they play some ridiculous character comedy. But um, it wasn't surprised to me that he could play dramatic role in yeah. Karate Kid. You know, oh, just, no, he's an he awesome was he actor, just wasn't man. given the opportunity. Yeah. You know, he's an awesome actor. There's a lot of Hawaii guys like that. You know what I mean? That you know, Dwayne know, Johnson. A, yeah, well, yeah, Dwayne went to McKinley. You know, he went to you know he spent you know a couple of years in Hawaii. But like, there's so much good actors in Hawaii. But the pool is small. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, speaking about acting, you're going to be in uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii Fall. Yeah. In the next what? couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know what episode, but uh, I played a stereotype local guy. Remember I was telling you, I walked yeah. into my trailer and I saw the red shirt and I looked down and it was a a grass hat. Yeah. A Lao Hala hat. And I was like, okay, I get it. But then the guy, when I went on set, some of the guys on set was like, but if you was in LA, you guys we would have more, more lines. You know, you'd have more lines. You know, and I, you know, I don't know. Do, what they, do you think did it, they have to do it because that's the stereotype? Well, it the is people the from the Midwest it's and stuff. Dude, I walk into auditions in Hawaii. Like I've I've read for you know uh, Adam Sandler movies. Oh know, yeah. You know the Fifty First Kisses. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, the porno versions. Yeah, else, I did. But. You know something. <laughs> you know, uh, was that the Melissa one? Uh, you know that uh, Melissa. Uh, oh yes, uh, McCarthy. No, no, the movie with um, gosh, Russell Brand, gosh, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. A comedy in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, um, Siegel was the director. Jason Siegel. Jason yeah. Siegel was the director. So I go and audition, and the part is for a local guy, all the time, local guy. But as soon as I walk in, I see the guy that plays the big Hawaiian guy that plays Hawaii Five O ball. Yeah. 
I already know. I'm not gonna get the part, so I just walk out and leave. That's because that's that's Tana Manu's my friend's yeah, cousin. That's that's um that's Tyler Wiley. We Taylor Wiley. We good friends, bro. Mm. That's why I always go fuck. When I, I walk into auditions, I go ah fuck. Okay, bro. I know the part going to him because they're looking for the stereotype local guy. You know, yeah. big, big. You know. And, and Taylor's such a cool guy, bro. That's why when he saw he me, can't even get mad at him. Oh, he, when he saw me on set last week, he's like, yeah. And he was like, after we shot the scene, he he told the director, hey, you guys gotta bring back Augie, <laughs> which is which is pretty cool because you know he's now he's a cast member. It's like you guys yeah. gotta bring back Augie. Who like, said that? Taylor. It's nice. <laughs> he's telling the director, you guys better write him in more. You know so. What's nice, the episode is uh, Sam Choi, the, the chef, uh, Kami Kona, Taylor Wiley, the big guy, and yeah. Morimoto, you know, Iron Chef. Morimoto. Oh, yeah. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm the host of, the, of, the, of this big shrimp off. And then, of course, you know, we know what's going to happen already. You know, Kami Kona wins, but it's a cool scene because, yeah. even if, you know, maybe it might be a small scene, but like, Everybody's by focused. millions of people. Everybody's focused on me doing this. And now, the winner, you know, so yeah. it's uh, Augie right there. So, you know, I'm very thankful. Thankful that uh, they brought me back. Because originally, I was the helicopter pilot in season one and season two of 5 So, and they've been around, what, like six years now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six seasons already. And they signed on for another two. So, whew, if they're listening, bro, I'd love to come back. It's a nice paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Nice paycheck. Well, you need the money because you're so kind to your daughter. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people would say that, but you travel how many thousands of miles? And, you know, I'm oh, sure this done, is not dude, fun for you. This is, we've done, this is minor compared to some of the things we've done the last couple of years with yeah. the kids. I mean, you know, because we live on an island, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like we can, you know, pick up and go drive somewhere. Sure. You know? That's why, like, I enjoyed so much hanging out with you. You know, we went, drove to Irvine. Yeah. Must be fun being a comic in Los Angeles on the mainland. You can go anywhere and just, you know, work your thing, you know. Sure. Enjoy doing what you love. In Hawaii, man, it's just, you live on an island and you got to be captivating and you got to, you got to know who you're talking to you know like there's a lot of comedy happening in hawaii a lot of comedians come through hawaii you know in the next in the next when is the podcast gonna be played this one probably in two weeks yeah so you know and then get brian regan coming uh tosh is coming oh Daniel so tosh? all the yeah. big comics come through hawaii wait i thought you guys only want clean comedy because no, 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 brian, no, 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 brian no. regan's clean but daniel no, tosh is no, pretty no, edgy dude. Yeah, no, we're open for everything. I'm just saying, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna do comedy in Hawaii and yeah. you like really make money and you live in Hawaii and your goal is not to go outside and, yeah. you know, then you have to be clean. You gotta because you know it's still family oriented. Even though you know we like everybody else, but you uh. know everybody's family know everybody's family, and you gotta and there's trust in that. You know what I mean? So. You know, you you want the family member to go. Hey, you gotta hire Augie because he's clean, or you gotta you know. I, I, I really wish I was wrong. I, I wish I would have known you in 20 years ago when that thing happened. Because oh, dude. how funny is it? Like, 
Uh, your dad said, what the fuck you're doing? Dude. Then Mr. Miyagi come up and say, I'm a dirty comedy, all right? And they start fighting. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> your dad and Mr. Two, Miyagi. Two drunk asses fighting in a bottle. Clean guy and a dirty oh, guy. The best, but the best was my dad was like, hey, I'm a karate kid guy. And he started rapping, he started drinking. My dad has embarrassed me a couple times, bro. I opened for Howie Mandel. Uh-oh. Okay? Early <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Because, you know, Howie needed guys for open, so he... He took me on a statewide tour, you know, and my dad only knew Howie from Bobby, the cartoon. Yeah. So oh, I bring no. my dad backstage. Oh, and no. Dude, my dad is a typical fucking, because there's two types of Filipino men. There's the angry Filipino man and there's the horny Filipino man. My dad is the angry, you know. Wait, wait, wait. But when I said that, when I said that, yeah. jokingly, jokingly. Because yeah. Filipinos, we like to make babies and yeah. we like to... But my so my dad right he only know Harry Mandel from uh, Bobby the yeah. cartoon. And so when I tweet, I already know where this is going. How he loves it because he he remembers my dad. So I bring my dad backstage. Yeah. My mom never like watched the show because my mom she's you know she don't like swearing and stuff like that. And I never swear. How he like oh just do your act. You know you can be clean. I swear a lot. So my dad comes in the back. My dad go. Eh. He put my dad put his hand out, and of course, you know we know Howie doesn't like shaking hands because he has you know all these. OCD. Oh yeah, he has a like a germ. And Hawaii, uh, yeah. it's like my wife hugging you and yeah. kissing you. If you don't reciprocate, yeah. Wow, my dad would put his hand, and he never like shake my. my dad went, the fuck, the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, he's, he's swearing. Oh. He's swearing out down. And, you know, I was okay opening act. I went, oh no, dad. <laughs> Take, they went, what the fuck? Oh, you like shake my hand. Huh? Oh, oh no, 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 no. He couldn't explain to my dad why. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> now he's fighting Howie and fucking Mr. Miyagi yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, there's like so much, bro. I rem- I, there's this. I, I'm pretty sure if my friends would dig up some of my old stuff, I did. They used to have a black nightclub. Yeah. All the black. Uh, military guys used to go dancing, but I had comedy some nights. So of course, you know, doing black clubs can be tough, right? So you had to. the The cool thing is that there's not it's not challenging yeah. for local guys because the black clubs know how local guys are. You just have no be black, no act black. Don't go in a comedy club acting black. Yeah, be yourself. But. I got to swear in that act, and I know somebody recorded it. If whoever you know, if you guys listening to this podcast and you have that, that that, or remember that, <laughs> that yeah, please, I would love to have it so that I can have Yoshi hear it because I went off on a black club because I was local, but I was talking like, ah, oh, you know, fucking, and he was laughing because that. I was just being myself, being real. Yeah, they love like honesty and yeah, 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 and, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, you know, I always tell people like local guys like myself that grew up in a country that has our you know our pigeon dialect. Sure, you know we're like we're like rednecks, but we brown we're exactly like that. <laughs> we piss at the same tree as our yeah. dog, you know. Uh, very simple-minded people. Very, you know, uh, nurturing. Yeah. Very, you know, outspoken. Yeah, I got it. I mean, this but, is, this is laid back. Very laid back. This is news to me when you say like angry Filipino, because all the Filipino men, they're very nice or quiet. Oh, my dad was an angry Filipino man, bro. 
But yeah, the the, the nice over, always overwhelms the the, yeah. the bad. My dad was a fucking ass when he was growing up. Just grouchy, no affection, nothing. Hey, you know, like that. <laughs> oh, you love me? <laughs> Why are you asking me that kind of dumb question? <laughs> Jesus. Um, do you do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, daughter's book? Because this is this is really shocking to me. Oh man, thank you, bro. I, it's uh well you know my daughter's well first of all she looks like she's already in beauty pageant or something yeah well she's the current Miss Hawaii Junior Teen and uh, in a couple of years back she got bullied and uh, she decided to take her energy and, and do something write positive a, yeah do something positive so she wrote a book on on um, bullying and it's called it's okay to be different and you can get it at augiet.com so it's for kindergarten to fourth grade mm -hmm. so now you know she goes around to different schools and she reads the book yeah. but then she talks about how you know bullying affected yeah. her as a as a kid and how it's important to talk to your parents yeah. because you know if you if you close up and you don't know what's going on in your kid's life there's a good chance that the kid won't tell you how they're feeling so we picked up right away something was wrong yeah you know what's wrong and she started crying and it was easy for us to go okay so what happened so we can go and deal with the situation get it done yeah you know get the problem solved quickly but what, what she, do you what, what what do you think it was a problem like why were they picking on her she seemed like she, a well, nice she kid. said you know she said that you know she talked about wanting to do pageants and you know they're saying oh you're too fat and then you know she get bullied because I'm her dad, you know. Maybe in Hawaii, a famous dad, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you must get everything, eh, you know. And uh, didn't make her feel nice. So, you know, she didn't like how she was feeling and came home, told us the story, and we went and we dealt with it. And then uh, she read about all those kids that get bullied, that take their lives, and uh, so she thought like, hey, you know, I'm gonna write a book, and uh, we presented the, her drawings and her. Her story to Dwayne Carisu, who's a part owner of the San Francisco Giants, and he's like, "Let's let's make this into a book, and let's leave her drawings because that's her drawings." You know, it, it, it's amazing. The twelve-year-old girl not only wrote this, but the all all the artwork, and it, it has a very good message. It's yeah. very it's very sweet. It's and good for kids, you know, yeah. kindergarten to fourth grade, and uh, yeah, and I'm proud of my daughter. I'm proud of all my kids, man, and. You know, they, they, they work hard through all the challenges because, you know, their idiot dad is in the limelight. But at the same time, you know what I mean? I, you know, uh, I think you got to really always take time to just talk to your kids. Yeah. You know, just, you know, find out what's going on, what's going on in your life. And you don't want to make sure you don't make anything taboo or they have to feel comfortable that they could talk sure. to you about anything. Right, you know? right. If you, you know, when you get the chance, you'll see, go jump on and go, you know, watch my early DVDs. You yeah. know, talk about my, you know, I have two gay sons. Huh? Yeah. So, you know, I talk about just that. In the beginning, man, I had all the gay people get mad at me because, you know. I'm because they, they thought you were joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now they embrace me. Yeah. <laughs> now I get local guys, some policemen come up to me. Okay. Bro, I just like let you know, bro. My kids are gay too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, let's let's have let's have a powwow. Let's yeah, have man. a powwow. But it's cool that you know it only it was only through comedy that you can connect. You know you the challenges connect. in your life yeah. with other people. You could connect, but also you could talk about some difficult subject matter that people don't talk yeah. about. But only way you could talk about it if you put some humor. 
paper around it, right? And, yeah. I, and that's why I love your Jennifer Lawrence bit. Oh well, you know, there's, uh, a side of, there's a side of me that want to do that. I want to cut holes and. Well, you know. the, the, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about that <laughs> because we just talk about your daughter. Yeah, so no, yeah, but, but, you know what I mean. Was for me was healing, bro. When I was yeah. watching that last night. <laughs> yeah, I just you know, um, I mean, for a small amount of time, I could do cleaner set for sure. But I know by nature. Um, you watch Yoshi. What's gonna happen is I'm gonna come back, yeah, and Yoshi's gonna do a clean seven minutes, and we're gonna talk about that on a podcast. And everybody gonna come watch. Because <laughs> what I consider clean, what you consider clean, completely yeah. different. So long as so, hey, you know, I, all we have to do is let everybody know Yoshi is not clean. Get ready. Suck it up, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I'm, I'm glad I met you because all I have to do is maybe spend time reading more Hawaiian stuff because I've always been curious. Like, it's, you know, what's so strange? I, I don't know. Maybe this is a really bad explanation. But when I see Japanese-American growing up in Hawaii and Japanese visiting, they're not the same, right? It's almost <laughs> like when I, see, when, he, when I see Pluto, the dog, and Goofy, Okay, they're both Disney characters, but Goofy talks, but Pluto can. Yeah, yeah, they're dogs, yeah. but they're different. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So I like to I like to know more about the difference between the two because mm -hmm. I'm not really weird one because I don't live in Hawaii, but I'm not Japanese Japanese anymore. But they you know the same ethics, the same work ethics, the same. Yeah. It's it's there. You know what I mean? It's just you know. But it drives me crazy because they can't travel by themselves. You know. <laughs> It's crazy. Like I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah. get the fuck away from me. I gotta go by myself. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But last time I was there, uh, second to last time I was there, my my brother had a company. My cousin had a company. He had a big party for the whole company, and uh, they they did those. Uh, what do you call them? Like a parachute, but you float with another person up. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, you did the tourist stuff, huh? I didn't want to, but they they did it. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't really complain. Yeah, because no, no. It's always funny. It's always funny because, you know, I have a lot of Japanese friends, like my best friend, yeah. uh, Brian Kami. You know, when we were growing up, you know, we go, we go to Waikiki <laughs> because he's Japanese with glasses, yeah. you know, cannot speak Japanese for save your life. Cannot, can I speak Japanese, very local, Yeah, you know, but, you know, you look at them and go, what the fuck? Well, I mean, I, th I think they would say the same thing if I go to sure. Hawaii. Yeah, Because yeah. I could speak Japanese just enough, but Japanese would say, well, that sounds a little weird. Well, you know, you get, you, get, you get, in Hawaii, right, you get Japanese that live here, live there all their life. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get Japanese that come over from the mainland yeah. and live in Hawaii. You look like us, sound like us, yeah. but you're not, so they call you kutonk. What's that mean? That's, a, that's, a, that's a, like a slang, uh -huh. kutonk, you know? Wow. Yeah. When I if I heard that, you're not explaining. If I see a girl with a big ass, I'll go, well, she's got a nice kutonk, kutonk. <laughs> I like those Hawaiian words. It sounds, it's, uh, it no, sounds no. sexual okay, so or it sounds pigeon, delicious all food. All the pigeon stuff that you, like, Hawaii, we have our own, like, you know, like in, in Boston, they have the boxing accent. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know in, uh, in Hawaii, you know. It's called pigeon? Yeah, it's called pigeon. Pigeon English. So, Everything's like cut in half, and it, 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 it's words, you know, made up by the plantation workers yeah. back, back in the early, you know, early days of plantation. You have a, a Chinese character on your arm for yeah. power. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have 
So the Japanese, the Chinese, the Filipinos, yeah. the Koreans, they would all sit around and they had to eat and be family because that's where they lived in. They lived in a plantation. So the way they communicated sure. was they had to like create words so that they kind of, and a lot of the pidgin, a lot of the dialects and stuff like that came out of the plantation era. I see. It's slowly dying out, man. It's slowly dying out. Because they, you know, my grandparents now gone, you know, and it's it's still there, but it's not really. Yeah, because everyone speaks English now, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the other day I was watching uh, Salem. You ever watch Salem on a? It's a new about the witch hunt in. Oh uh, no, I haven't Massachusetts. seen that. I I started watching this. I binged on six episodes of Salem, right? <laughs> so and then, funny from a guy from Hawaii, <laughs> like it's so far away. Yeah, all right. So I was watching. I was watching. Yeah. Uh, Salem, right? And yeah. then uh, the witches all speak, you know, in an English accent. You know, yeah. the, the Harry Potter accent. Yeah. Hello. But then at what point we lost it? We because we originated. We we came from England. Yeah. So at one point. Everybody living in Boston and 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 and, you're, 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 and you're, they're all sp- spoke that way. And it's, it, it's, at some point, you and I, you know, started sounding like them. You know, it, you're absolutely right because that's one of the advantage of internet and YouTube and things like that. Because I started performing in Scandinavian like four years ago, I was shocked. I I couldn't, you know, just like I couldn't imagine going to Hawaii to perform there. Oh, you do well. But Scandinavia, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I told yeah. my friend, like, I told my friend Jason, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think they're going to get me. And I went to Denmark. I did my dirtiest, horrible one. They fucking loved it. They just <laughs> went, they went crazy. Like, because they don't, you know, when you see white people in Europe and white person in America, it's completely different sure. animals, you know? Yeah. So temperaments are very, very different and important. Yeah. Um, so, Augie, um, your daughter, you know, make what well, she's uh, three, four years away from going to college. Yeah. Um, you, she's thinking about Princeton, one of the uh, Yale. Or, or Yale. Yeah. So if you're listening to this show, and then, you know, to me, somebody doing this extra activities like writing a book, these are this this which prove the college university um, recruiter that this is a good person to yeah, bring to kids school. Yeah, you know, whether it's Yale Community College, I. I just feel so confident that she'll do great. You know, she'll be a great kid, you know, a great adult. Yeah. You know, just like all the kids, all my kids, they, you know, they're good people. And, um, you know, I'm very proud no matter what happens, you know, so. But if you, you know, right now her goal is Yale. Yeah. So, good for you her. know, bro, that's what, like 60 grand a year? 60? That's a lot of comedy shows, bro, I gotta do. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's, wor- it's worth it, man. <laughs> Just imagine how, you know, your grandparents' time to see their descendant going to Yale, yeah. one of the most prestigious universities in the whole oh, world, dude. you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I only... You did it uh, because, you know, Pat Morita told you to yeah, be a yeah, fucking Be filter. clean, be clean. <laughs> oh, you know, they don't try to be I wish I would have met him. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, dude. Oh, he seemed I, like a I fun guy. Do, if we could sit here and talk for weeks, I'll tell you some great stories of people... You know, like I got, I got some of the great, the greatest advice from people in the business. Ray Romano, you know, that told another me another great guy. Why you want to go on the road? When you have Ray Romano built, told you that. Yeah, where you have a built-in audience. I mean, if your goal is, you know, to leave, but I told me, no, I have a family, and it's hard, man. When you gotta support a family and go on the road, 
you know, why not nurture, you know, you know, what you have here. You have a built-in audience yeah. and, you know, and that's true. You know what I mean? Like, I, I never dreamt about, you know, going national, being a national comic. I always wanted to be the Eddie Murphy of Hawaii or yeah. I wanted to do comedy well in Hawaii, you know. You uh, just have to be Augie T of Hawaii, that's yeah, all. Yeah, and it's okay. You know what I mean? If, you know, somebody on Hawaii, watching Hawaii Five-O go, oh, we want Augie for being this national TV show. I would love yeah. to be the, the Hawaiian guy, the Hawaiian neighbor on a national show where, you know, I come over and, you know, I'm wearing slippers. Yeah. You know, that would be kind of cool. That would be a nice character to see on a national show, you know, some local guy from Hawaii, neighbor, I, watering the grass <laughs> or the snow. Because Russell Peter have a, I mean, he, he makes a lot of money. He's very successful, but he still have the same attitude. And sometimes, man, some of our comedy friends who are successful, they're miserable and they just, they forget, man. Like, do you remember, like, when you said you had nothing, you know? So, I don't know. I wish they would appreciate more. I don't want to name names, but you know those sour puss comedians. I do? Very, well, I, 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 I want the paper. I want to see. I want to research. <laughs> <laughs> what, Augie, what, what, what's your website so people can follow uh, you? Yeah, please go check it out. It's AugieT.com, spelled A-U-G-I-E-T.com. And That's you can follow remember. me on uh, Twitter, AugieT, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know. Um, I'm on it every day. And you can listen to my radio show uh, mornings uh, in Hawaii. If you love the nice island and reggae music, when I say island, we have local Hawaii music yeah. that's very hip. It's yeah. very, you know, uh, if you love you know, like smoking a weed, if you like smoking a weed, then you're going to love listening to my show because the music that we play is good stuff. So, and what's the name of the radio station? 93.1 The Paina. And and um, and you can go on TuneIn Radio on your yeah. on your on your smartphone or your yeah. or your iPhone and just go on uh you know TuneIn Radio and download the 93.1 The Paina um radio station and you can listen to us live. Or you know log on to 931thepaina.com. And uh, this is not just for Hawaiian people, but if, Everybody. You, if, if you're looking for a uh, funny comedian, just check out his website. Uh, uh, come and check it out. Maybe I might be there one of these yeah. days. <laughs> for sure, bro. But uh, I'm excited. That, that means I'll see you in July in San Diego. Yeah. Your wife and daughters can lose their minds because it's, it's so crazy now. It's just so many people there. No, you'll be shocked. I mean, you could barely walk. Awesome, man. Yeah, so... Wait, don't even forget. Don't forget now. January 20... Uh, January 30, 31st. I'll call you. Okay. Maybe you can open for me in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, Yoshi's going to do clean comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'll do it. If, dude, if, if, if yeah, it's like, sound confident. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's uh, I'll be more storyline stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Do, do 10, 15. I don't care. I'll do it. But uh, yeah, I, I want to do it. <laughs> no, no, that way you can see, like, you know, that demographic that I was telling yeah. you about. There's choke local people. Yeah. Choke Hawaiians that live all along the West Coast. Yeah. You know, you're going to be amazed. You know, and I and I do well. Did I don't have to go to a comedy club? You know, I walk in, a nice auditorium, you know, and built in. I, I, I can't in. wait because I think my friend Tana was telling me. They had like a Hawaiian kings, kings of Hawaiian comedy or something like that in Phoenix one time. Yeah, I produced that. Also, oh, me must have been there. Yeah, I okay. Produced I remember. That. I remember. I might have been there too, but you yeah. know, I didn't know any These of the guys. guys. Check this out. These are the guys that I I grew up listening to. Yeah. So I uh, I invited them and I produced the show. 
Yeah. I invite. I said I'm the host, and I invited all three of the legends of Hawaii comedy. Sure. To do. To I took them on tour. Took them on tour. We did a movie. It was kind of nice. So it's a, uh, you know, if you um, in Hawaii, you can go and uh, check it out. It's you know these are, these are guys that, you know that. You know, they, they, they paved the way for comics like sure. myself in Hawaii to, you know, to uh, perform. By the way, my friend Rosie Tran, uh, not uh, Vietnamese comedian, she's just going to contact you. She's very funny, and uh, she has a podcast, too, and she awesome. would love, she would love, um, she had to go baby shower. <laughs> so they left, so they couldn't make it. But, Augie, thanks for doing it. I'm glad you, um, I'm only, always thankful people going out of the way to tweet to me and, like, you know, when I meet. And uh, this will give me opportunity well, to learn know, more about Hawaii. Dude, you 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 sounded genuine from the first time when I you know heard you on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and then just listening to you the last couple of months. You know, what I mean, I, uh, what you hear is what you get, and yeah. you know, you're a nice guy, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi. Uh, I just don't like bullshitting. <laughs> I just, just I'm, I'm 45. I'm tired of it. You know, <laughs> just say you don't like me. I'm, yeah. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, there's a side of me that I wish I knew you like 10 years ago so I can get the box of porn that you gave everybody. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I, I put up every put like a I put up every Hawaii tranny movie in there. That, no, wait, was that like your pa your like your welcome package to everybody? Well, see, the place I work, um, I I was a DVD producer. That's a fancy way of saying I watch porn eight to ten hours a day and, and on a piece of paper i write down okay uh girl walking time call she took her clothes off time cold blowjob time cold penetration time cold and anal right? right so i put these things not because like hollywood movie dvds i put it like when a guy's sitting on the couch by himself with his pants down i'm i'm putting myself in his seat like Okay, I might come right away, so I want to see a couple more scenes right away before I come. I'm the pervert that make it convenient for you guys to masturbate. That's all I did nine years. I wasted nine years of my life. You know. So, yeah, so sometimes people say, hey, why did you do that? So like, I really listen because I'm really curious. That's why I think, I think it's, uh, I, you know, I think it's good that, like, you're so open talking to your kids because... I think a lot of the problem in this world, it has to be something sexual because if a couple didn't get laid that day, maybe he's bad mood and treat people bad. Uh, Kim Jong-un, who is the dictator of North Korea, when he was a student in Switzerland, because he's the youngest, I think, they didn't expect him to be in position of power. But when he was in Switzerland, all he watched was like S&M bondage porn, right? Like uh, power thing, you know? So I think if, if, if you're born without intimacy and somebody care about you, then you're gonna look some substitute, which is porn. This, that's, this is the kind of sad thing, you know? If you come from a happy, normal life, and you watch you porn- You look at it, but it's not, it's, it doesn't affect you. No, no, it doesn't affect, but if you already have a problem like yeah, yeah. I did, you, you're trying to cure something inside of you with porn, and it's not a solution, you know? So um, I, I like talking about it because there's always somebody in the show that they're not worried that mm. I'm going to judge them, you know? Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm not going to judge them because I've said all sorts of embarrassing yeah. things, and, you know. Um, but, you know, it's... In it's, fact, it's right all, after it, this, Yoshi and I are making a porn, so we got to get to that. We're not doing porn in the same scene, no, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this, we're doing this parody That's on Supernatural. That's No, 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 we're doing, we're doing this parody on Supernatural. <laughs> and uh, Yoshi's playing a taller guy, I'm playing a shorter guy. And yeah. 
that, Super, that, and I think it's called super small. You, 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 you're going to see start seeing a lot of young girls crying <laughs> and scared. Um, but yeah, um, I guess I'll see in January. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't have to put me on the show, but it would uh, be good to see you in January, July, San Diego. Yep. September, you run in the marathon. It'll be good uh, project. Maybe your daughter for like writing a book about. It, th th here's an idea. She writing a book about how to protect yourself when you go to convention stuff like that. That might be a companion, right? Can because can. you you can't just assume everybody who in, is into the same hobby. You still have to be. Well, uh, you know, I never realized how big the market was in Hawaii until I hosted an event. Yeah. I was like blown away. How oh, much? wait till you go to San Diego. That's the biggest one in the world. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so big. The convention floor is full that they have to go into the city with all the rooms for other conventions. Just for stuff. different stuff? Yeah, wow. it's just spreading. Wow. Spreading like fucking cancer. Yeah. So, um, like Ebola, bro. The cancer <laughs> is like not even, uh, not even on a map anymore. AIDS, not in the map. It's like yeah. I would rather have AIDS than Ebola. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Augie, thanks for doing it. Thank uh, you, your, 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 your wife and daughter is very lucky. Um, your gay sons must be very happy. I'm lucky, dude. Yeah. I and get uh, jokes from them, and I get a, I got a cool wife that uh, you know, that's understanding, and yeah. uh, you know, she's a great writer too. So it's nice. Um, have a, a fun rest of the show, and boy, you know, it's like when I took took my friend Rosie Tran, the girl who contacted you, to Hello Kitty. She's like 29. Oh my gosh, she cut line from the kids and stuff because she's so into Hello Kitty stuff. It's the first one like, you're a grown ass woman in Hello Kitty outfit. <laughs> it's like Jim Brown running, gonna, o running over Yoshi, people. I'm going to hand over my pass to you. And yeah. You go take, take a look. You go take a look and you'll see how many adult women. Look at this. They walk here right now. Look. It, it is crazy. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And they're all lusting over two guys. This is safe to say otaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah supernatural otaku. <laughs> Augie, thanks. Uh, Thank you, I'll man. see you January. Shoot. San Diego Comic Con and for sure a marathon. Thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity. And everyone, thanks. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye.